Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of August 13th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filter Cord. Hey, how's it going? It is going, man. What's been going on with you? Ooh, not a lot. Um, I got into, uh, well, you know, in the past I've talked about how I think I have to just, like, dive into pretty much one game at a time. Right, right. And that has been The Witcher 3. So, okay, um, yeah. continuing to do a lot continuing of that. Play. Um, yeah, and we can just kind of hop around in whatever, uh, you know, gameplay clip we're looking at. Sure, yeah, I just picked up the uh, Killing Monster cinematic trailer because it looks so cool. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I, really I would definitely that. watch. I mean, there's there's that Netflix series in production. I think it was like eight episodes. Um, I haven't had any news on that or anything. You yeah, nothing new. for sure I'm going to mention it when <laughs> I hear something. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, I just completed, like, all of... Well, not... I haven't found the wife yet, but I completed the rest of the Bloody Baron um, oh, okay. yeah. storyline, which is, like, I mean, everybody forever has always mentioned that when they're talking about Witcher 3. That, I mean, uh, it's kind of the first big thing you do, and it's really long. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And, like, in most games, that would be the main storyline. Yeah. The game would pretty yeah. much be over at, after the, after that. You, it would be just like, oh, guess we're going to look around. Right. Yeah. So um, long game. Good game. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm. Uh. I think I, I hit like ten, or I hit like eight hours, or something like that, and I'm at level seven. Well, you so, only have sixty-seven more hours to go. So. Right. So just not, for main story content. Yeah. N- not not too bad. And then you can get into what you're really here for is the DLC. Right. Yeah, I'm actually doing this just so I can play the DLC. So. Right. <laughs> It's pretty brutal. Yeah, level the the one DLC they recommend that you're like level thirty or thirty two or something like that. That um, access is right away, right? Like you can access uh, that pretty much like right now, but you, yeah, you, you but don't want you don't get want into to. it. You're like you're stuck in the DLC once you start it, sort of. Yeah. Um, so you either have to completely quit out and start over again, or play it through to completion. And I definitely want to go in over leveled. Um, but yeah, it's a, I really like the combat. I mean, it's it, it's. Um, you know, you can take the game at your own pace, do what you want to do, um, go hit side stuff when you feel like it, pretty much. That that um, video is super, super good as well. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, the game itself, you know, I have the, like, 4K. Um, yeah, like the up-res. Up-res package or whatever, yeah. which is just, if you have a 4, if you're 4K capable, it's just automatically triggered, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just so gorgeous. It's, it's honestly one of the best-looking games uh, probably on the market. I mean, especially considering how how much, like, content there is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, like, Hell, Hellblade looked really good, and it was a very narrow game. Like, they kept their scope under, like, black and key. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Witcher's just so large. And, and the that high-level of uh fidelity is there throughout the entire thing it's so well crafted yeah i I think i just got an email from um like sony talking about like oh you enjoy rpgs would you like to check out like our large selection of rpgs that are 4k compatible and it was like this Mm -hmm. skyrim i didn't know nino kuni uh too that that one's up there um and there were a few others so Yeah, I was really surprised with Nino Kuni, but this one for sure. Like, if you're going to play this, it's almost like, at this point, it's almost like uh, how I treated Horizon, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I play that on, you know, without 
uh, 4K. It's like right. clearly meant to be. I mean, even without it, it's really good looking. Yeah. But that just keeps it modern. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's very good. I mean, it, it's uh, it's probably one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, can't, Wait. I really can't recommend it enough. You mean, are you talking about Witcher or Horizon? Witcher. Okay, Witcher, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yep, definitely the best, probably the best RPG ever made. Um, it's yeah. so good. I don't, I don't even know what it would compete with, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're throwing it up there with something like an Elder Scroll game, um, I mean, you really can't. It doesn't, it doesn't compare. Like, it, it almost reminds, like, like Skyrim was almost a, um, like, a Witcher light game. It it yeah. feels so like weak in comparison. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you can't really compare it to anything else. I mean, and other games that are RPG classics that are you know they're good for a reason. You know, like some of the older Final Fantasies or um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it yeah, yeah, just I mean, can't compare. Uh, and it's like everything else that's on that list. Like definitely for me, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, you know, it was on the list of best RPG. Um, but like, that's just, it, it can't hold up to like modern standards. Oh yeah, not at all. Um, I, I would not recommend Nice Old Republic to anyone that's interested in like gameplay mechanics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the game itself is great. It's, it, it's almost like a Witcher 1 and 2. Like I, like you really don't have to go back and do this. Like you can feel the effect that this has had on the world without having to go back to it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's similar. Like Witcher Three is completely modernized. It holds up on every um, every possible criteria you could have for like rating a game's quality or whatever. Like the gameplay is really good. The sort of you know rock paper scissors combat's good. The strategy layers good. The overworld layers good. The story's good. The dialogue's good. Um, the acting is really good on most of the characters. Yeah, there's um, like kind of major characters. minimal bugs. I mean, they really did their work. Right, and they were able to patch those out like extremely quickly. Quick, yeah. I never, um, I never had like a game breaking problem or um, yeah, I a fell negative. on the floor one time, but I mean, you're you're able to recover from that pretty easily, and they ended up patching that kind of stuff really well. Yeah, they handled it really quickly. Nice. So yeah, I'll probably cool. be on that for. 17 more years or whatever. Okay. Look forward to hearing more about it next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll probably just share my progress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just keep everybody updated, I guess. Um, yeah, for me personally, I, first I jumped over and started playing... Um, I, I jumped into Absolver for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it was probably like... Probably like a two-day thing. And I'm I'm done. Um, okay. Like, there. yeah, it, it kind of comes down to um, what the meat and potatoes of the game really mm. is, and what the like main focus of the game is is uh, PvP. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I didn't really know that going into it. I kind of like. Well, I knew that PvP was a big part of it, but I was hoping that it was a part and not the whole game exactly and and it it really is it really is the whole game Hmm. um you uh you you can play these i shouldn't say it really is the whole game but i mean 
I played it. I, I, I played it one day, mm-hmm. and I have nothing more to do. Wow. Um. So it's kind of like you play a bigger tutorial, mm-hmm. and that tutorial prepares you for PvP, whether you want to do three v three or one v one. And, man, it sets up really good. You start, you know, learning about this world and how your character fits into, you know, this broken, um, um, like, world. The world's called uh, Adal. Okay. And, yeah, you you know, you get in there and things are kind of confusing. It's kind of um, like a more complex version of how... Uh, for honor works where you have your different attack stances um you have four attack stances uh three different uh classes technically until you get later in the game and then they toss in a fourth one there's a fifth one coming out next month um with a dungeon a single player dungeon so that'll be kind of cool um and yeah i mean i like you get into the world you start wandering around they give you this big um they give you this, like, there's a big stone in this main room that has a map on it. And every time you sit down at a shrine, the map kind of pops up on the left. And it's like you have to open this door. Mm-hmm. And when you, uh, but to open the door, you have to uh, take out all of the marked targets on the map. And they're just like, you know, NPC guys that are harder than the rest right. um, and named. So. You know, ran through, did all that, got through the door, um, basically, I guess, became the Absolver, and then the the guy's like, hey, now I'm going to go ahead and just send you back to the world, <laughs> and you, you know, use your basically use your powers for good. Okay. And it's like, okay, uh, and he sends you back, and that's the end of the game. Holy cow. <clears throat> um, so, so they, like... it, it was like, like four hours of playing, and that was done. That's really weird. Are, are they planning on more or like um a single player yeah a single player dungeon um another uh combat style uh there are three that they start with uh windfall is really fast and um your um mechanic for uh not getting hit is evading you like dodge backwards or forwards duck left and right um there is the one that i picked it's called uh I'm trying to remember the name. Uh, I, I know I, it's also on this menu right here somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, um, it, it's like a strength and health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's damage and resistance. It's like the tank class, um, and their like method of evading. Um, oh, it's Kahal. Um, their method of evading is absorbing the hit and just absorbing the blow. Mm-hmm. And then there's... kind of like diffuse the damage or whatever. Right. And then there's another one that's um, like like a parrying attack, I think. You just kind of like... Mm-hmm. When the punch comes in, instead of avoiding it altogether or just absorbing it, you just parry it with your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the another one that you can get in the game is um, the Drunken Master. Okay. Which is really cool, and then you can create yeah, your like you can create your own school. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so I I found one that was based on my class for strength and uh, um, vitality, and you know I just joined that that school and started messing around. 
Um, and while the main game was really fun, the PvP, uh, which I did give a go, was uh, incredibly frustrating. Um, it took upwards to 15 minutes to find a match. Yeah. And um, we were trying to do 3v3. And, yeah, the, um, so I get in one, and there's a guy in there that's, uh, he, okay, so it, it works like a prestige, like you would in a normal game. You get to level 99 or something, and then you start over back at one with, like, a new little icon around you. Um, so you, you go from one to 99, and then you've got bronze, silver, and gold that you can go from one to 99 in. This guy was already silver. And he was like yeah. 55, so he had prestige twice. He was in every game that I was in. Um, we probably spent an hour just running around waiting for the game to load. Mm-hmm. And uh, like all together. Um, so we would go in, fight. He would just kick our ass. We would leave. We'd go back in. He would just be in there again because he's the only you know guy trying to play. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't even avoid, like, if you want to level up, you basically have to just get beat up by people above you. Mm-hmm. So we're over here, like level like under thirty, and he's over here level two hundred, mm-hmm. and we can't get away from him because he's a high, you know, a higher level, and he's the only guy trying to play. Um, so, uh, like, ultimately, I'm like, man, yeah, it's um, the like the big like meaty portion of the game is kind of broken. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no nobody playing, and the guys that are playing are well too, uh, too just too powerful for you. So there's no point in even trying. Um, sure. But the gameplay is really, really good. It's super fun. Um, so if you have a couple hours, you're looking to do something new, and you manage to pick this one up from the PlayStation Store for free, um, right. I recommend it. I wouldn't recommend spending the like twenty or whatever bucks on the game just because mm-hmm. it's not you're you're not gonna play it very long. Yeah. yeah. Um, so had that going on. Um, I've been getting into Fortnite a lot. I, okay. I, I don't know what I, I think what brought me back is I was hanging out um, one day hmm. and you know you follow certain people on social media or whatever and right. Jason Muse from you know Jay from Jay and Silent Bob um, right. he, he, he plays this every day. I'm not even kidding every day he streams cool. it every day. And he brings in people from uh, his chat to play with him mm-hmm. because he does squads, but he plays, he's, so, he's a solo player. Um, so I've been, like, I'll watch him and I'll just play solo myself. And I don't, like, I, I, don't, I don't really want to, like, jump into, like, I, I'm kind of garbage at Battle Royale. Um, right. So, you know, I, I don't want to drag anyone down or anything, but... I do find it fun to actually watch him, and uh, and the game's been fun to play. I, I see like the um, I see the challenges and stuff that it wants me to do. It's like um, you know, get like five pistol kills, and I'm like, oh, I can do that. And then it takes me like an hour or two, mm-hmm. and then that's pretty much what I've done for the day. It's like my gaming's just I tried to get pistol kills all day. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I've kind of missed playing, uh, missed playing the game. The solo is the solo ver- uh, version of the game was really fun, but uh, yeah, it just um, I don't know. Without playing with other, uh, without playing with other people, it's just kind of like meh. 
And this is all people want to play anymore anyway. So, you know, in the game, you don't hear people be like, hey, do you want to go play Save the World? Um, so, yeah, that's been pretty fun. And last, I've kind of just been messing around more in Octopath. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, nothing new to really uh, uh, talk about on that front. Um, yeah, I didn't. I haven't continued playing Octopath yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, honestly, I'm like kind of scared to like run out my demo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Well, I mean, it's kind of cool the way that they like taper it off. You can play longer mm-hmm. than three hours as long as you're in a town. Um, but oh, as soon as you exit and you go to explore the Try world, to continue the game. yeah, they're like, "Well, that's your demo." Um, huh. So yeah, I mean, you really don't have anything to worry about. You can always finish up what you're doing, and you won't feel like, "Oh man, I've left right. this, you know, this story unfinished." As long as you get there before, you know, your time's up or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Aside from. Pokemon Go lately here and there haven't really played much mobile um, mm-hmm. at least nothing nothing really noteworthy nothing notable um, yeah I picked I, I tried out uh, uh, PUBG Mobile mm-hmm. I kept getting an advertisement for it so I was like yeah I'll check it out um, not a fan <laughs> okay it I don't know I, I could so. I, I could see how it you know how people you know might be into it but meh. yeah don't really recommend it. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, Did you try to play Fortnite mobile? I haven't tried it, no. I see, I have a really big problem. Um, we uh, we alpha tested a long time ago. Uh, you know, we have all this content. Um, I've linked my Epic account to my PlayStation. Now that Epic account can never be linked to anything else. Um, so it's specifically on the PlayStation. I would, and I've popped onto the Switch, and it's like you know log in so i log in and it's like no that shit's in use and i'm like damn it so if i you know i i i think i did uh like two matches one night before uh instead of playing like octopath i played uh fortnite and yeah i mean it's i i see why people are you know i definitely understand why people are mad about not having their content um Mm -hmm. For, for one, I, I bought the main version on on the PlayStation. And with that, I was able to get, um, like, coins. And, like, the they call them, like, V-Bucks. And I, I had probably close to, like, 2,000 of them. So when I jumped on the PlayStation, it's like, oh, the Battle Pass stuff is happening, you know, so you can jump into this season. And if you don't have the Battle Pass for the season, you get a lot less items it, it feels like you're not getting anything when you like level up and stuff in battle royale unless you have the battle pass so i spent those v bucks that i already had accrued from the main story to get this season's battle pass and when i switched over to the nintendo switch it i don't have that over there i don't have any v bucks to and i'm not going to spend 10 bucks you know to right get that on a second system um yeah. So it's like, you know, that kind of, I do agree now, you know, it really should be, um, I mean, at least let the accounts be cross-platform, even if you're not letting the play be cross-platform, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it does say that in the corner. It's like, on, even on the PlayStation, it says, um, playing on the PlayStation 4, only playing with people on PlayStation 4. 
So the setting is obviously in there. They're obviously ready to go. Yeah, they can switch it. Yeah, where I think you can switch it. Yeah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, was yeah. it that game? Yeah, it was that game. They accidentally it allowed everyone to play together. Yeah. So it's like. So like, it really is like it's literally ready to go right now. Like it'll probably cause some bugs or whatever, but. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it's ready. But it won't. You know? I don't think it'll like. I don't think I would play against people on Xbox or Nintendo. Unless I was playing with someone specifically, you know, that was playing on something else. Like, I would continue playing it the exact same way. But I would enjoy to be able to grab that on my Switch and, yeah. you know, go play a match or two before I go to sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a pain in the ass. So, well, we've got some companies big dicking and yeah, what? You know, trying to force that. Uh, Bethesda is a little bit. Yeah, they kind of dropped um, a, an ultimatum. On... I mean, for Elder Scrolls Legends, like, I couldn't give a shit less about that. But hopefully they're like, well, we could extend this to other stuff if we wanted to. Exactly. And Sony has to be thinking about that. They're like, man, we have right. Starfield. The they have, you know, all they have uh, Elder Scrolls 6 announced. Um, coming up with Fallout, I still think Fallout's going to be... Um, I'm hoping it'll be the nail in the coffin. I'm hoping they continue to push yeah. it as we get closer. And... Uh, as soon as the beta date is announced, I know it's set, you know, for, what was it, um, October? Yeah. Like mid-October, I think. Uh, yeah, they haven't released an exact, like, day or anything, but I think they're, like, coming this October. Um, I'm really hoping as we get closer to that, they're like, hey, wouldn't it be nice to be able to play this with your friends? Well. Email Sony. Yeah. Um, I yeah, that that would be really good, and I'm hoping that's the way it kind of yeah. goes. Bethesda has the has the big dick to be able to, um, oh, yeah. strong arm and their other, way with that. Yeah, other companies have it. I mean, like EA has said, hey, we'd love to do crossplay. Yeah, that's a big fucking company with a lot of like profit brought to the system that it's on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think some of these companies should probably get together and you know, really. ha- ha- have, not be hard. Ha- you know, have a conversation, you know, get Epic in there, get Microsoft in there with, um, uh, Minecraft, get Rocket League, mm-hmm. uh, in there, you know, there's a lot of companies that are wanting this. And then of course, Bethesda, it, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could make something, they could definitely make something happen, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be, you know, something as little as like if Activision was like, um, like we're gonna market our game exclusively to Xbox unless you guys open up crossplay. It would happen that day. <clears throat> yeah, I, I and I think um, not even like threaten to take the system away. You know, just be like, oh, we're gonna say better on Xbox. Play with your friends on Xbox. Yeah, it would happen. I mean, that day because we know that the Switch is already ready to be thrown. It's just that PlayStation doesn't want to do it because they have the the market dominance on the console sales. Right. So as soon as that's threatened, they're gonna do it. And you know, they're thinking like, like. Man, this is bullshit. This is pretty unfair that that's happening to us. It didn't happen last gen when we were fucking losing, when we could have used it. Yeah. You know, I, I like I, I definitely understand, like, I understand where they're coming from, but yeah. It's but like wrong. Yeah, you're not you're not you're not hurting. Yeah, you're not hurting Microsoft or Nintendo. You're only yeah. hurting the people that are wanting to play all these Your games. Your own fans. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I guess it's time to guess it's time to grow up and, you know, Move on. Sometimes you got to take the L and keep moving. That's it, what they did with the PlayStation 3, and look what they did with it. You know what I mean? I mean, so. it's not even really a loss. It's just they, you know, 
I, I they see it as one, certainly. I, I guess they yeah, I see it as like, oh man, you know, I don't want them buying it on Microsoft and then playing it here. They're using our server, you know, blah blah blah. It's I don't know. The shit's cheap now. Yeah, like, it's like what? What do you? Online storage and like they've they've got the if if what this does is it makes more people playing on PlayStation Online. That's like more like money that they're getting. That's more matches that they're playing. Like that's more sales. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know? they have to. They definitely have to think that. I mean, people that have the playstation 4 and they're you know they started playing on the playstation 4 which has outsold the other consoles at least three to one right if they open that up they're going to get more sales as people are going to be playing on the playstation with their friends on xbox or wherever their friends happen to be playing but you know by not opening that up you know it's forcing those people to go oh i guess i'll go play on on my computer. I'll get this on the Switch or on yeah. the PC or on the Xbox instead or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not really gaining anything, mm-hmm. but I guess in that they're thinking they're not losing anything either. Right. So, I don't know. Kind of ignorant, but what do you do? Cool. All right. So, uh, yeah, we've got, um, you know, we, we are probably... Possibly next week or the week after, we're going to hear about what the uh, you know PlayStation Plus games with Gold, Twitch Prime for next uh, month, September will be. Yep. Um, so nothing new on that right now, from what we've heard. Um, so we'll I guess we'll just jump straight into the games releasing from the 20th to the 26th. Yeah. First off, if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook.com/backslash/MammothGamesInc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there. We're talking about most of the stuff here and more. Um, so come chat with us over there as well. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do stuff just like this. Um, and yeah, go ahead, take it away. We're starting off with a pretty cool uh, release that I think is going to shock people. <laughs> uh, Return of Double Dragon is coming out on the Super Nintendo, uh, the twenty first, <laughs> Tuesday the twenty first. Nothing weird about that's that. That's like that's how you fucking do it. Like, hey, we got this shit. Like, you guys want it? Um, this never, I think what I read was it never came out in the U.S. Um, yeah, so it originally only released in Japan. I think it was an arcade thing. Um, so, like, okay, so this is coming out. Is it, it's coming out, like a cartridge is coming out. Uh-huh. Huh. I believe it's digital. I think you can play it digitally with the other, uh, Double Dragon games. Uh huh. Um, it's the like oh. trailer is really KG with it. I mean, at the end they show the they show the cartridge, the red, red. cartridge, the limited edition cartridge. That's the bad. Limited edition red cartridge. Yeah. So that may, that kind of implies it's all cartridges, which the... is sort of amazing. Well, let me look. Like, uh. Uh, but yeah, that's. I'll check so Amazon. If you have the uh, right if you have the SNES. Re-release that'll play cartridges, right? Um, I don't think it does. Well, how is this playable? Uh, I think on the Super Nintendo. Holy shit! That's a bold choice. That is crazy. Um, That's a very fucking bold choice. First time on the SNES compatible cartridge. Seven stages. That's so cool. I think this is holy shit. Um, coming out, uh, yeah, just on the 
SNES. It's not. That's a so. That's amazing. That's a big dick move. That's a huge dick move. Massive. That's so cool. Um, it's fifty bucks. He ordered it on Amazon. Um, I almost want to fucking buy this. This is awesome. All the things that are like recommended with it are cables to make your fucking SNES work with modern TVs. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> I st- I, yeah, that's really cool. I still it? have a Super Nintendo moving around here, and you know those things don't fucking die ever. Oh, in their no, it's unkillable. Yeah. Even if you wanted to kill it. I've played that thing underwater before. Um, it's probably good for it. It really is. It's, it it's Yeah. Liquid cooling. Cutting edge. Awesome. Bleeding edge. So that that's actually probably my favorite thing that we've ever ran on the game's releasing article. Yeah, I, that's I so can weird. See how it would be like annoying and you'd hate it. And you're correct, but also it's the biggest dick move of all time. It really is. All right. Uh, so yes, speaking of re-releasing wild Japanese shit, um, uh, the other game coming out on the twenty-first, uh, Shenmue One and Two for PC, PS4, Xbox. Uh, I, so this is like the remastered versions. We uh, like really early on when I started streaming, uh, mm-hmm. myself and a few other people got together and we started. We, I don't know. I, we were all just kind of laughing and we're like, man, we should we should stream Shinmu One. Fuck that noise. So that's what we that's what we did. Um, and it was terrible. It's like, <laughs> the weirdest shit. It is very very weird game. Um. Just looking at it like and i never got it into makes it makes me hate video games man it doesn't to me i don't think it looks terrible it looks like it looks like a pretty poor version it looks like a it looks like a bad yakuza game like a playstation one game oh it is yeah it, i mean the, <laughs> it, it definitely is but i mean i think back on the playstation one i mean this would have been pretty good i don't think that graphically this yeah, would have yeah, been bad that's... I mean, I played Battle Arena Tashunda, and it was worse than this. And that game was fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't, like, get the... There's, like, a cult around this game that's huge fans. Right. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of people that are wanting three that are never, ever going to get it. Probably. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this one does. I know it's, like, uh, whichever, you know, Sony or whoever it is that's helping this come out. I know it's them kind of testing the waters to see, like, okay, do we have any... Like, is there one person who's going to buy this game that didn't get the Kickstarter? <laughs> because, like, that was not enough. Yeah, you know? yeah, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, this does definitely feels like a testing the market type of move, um, which pretty much everybody's doing. Uh, there's been... I mean, if you thought, like, the, the early PS4, Xbox One was, was kind of crowded with remakes and you know, up reses and things like that. It's just continued the entire generation, which is kind of unexpected, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, like, I, I have a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people I talk to, and that's one of the things they're like, man, I want a fresh idea. That's one of the things they keep talking about. Like, um, well, I, I, I mean, like, they, I have a few friends I, that I are like, that. I don't even care about, like, Resident Evil. Like, I played yeah. that forever ago. I'm and I'm like, it. I'm huge. I'm hu- very excited for that. Yeah, so uh, it's I understand, but the things that are new are not hitting their sales numbers, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be a, a really big game, like like Horizon. Things that are like fresh ideas. That are I mean, Horizon didn't do very well. Really, it did enough that there's going to be a well. sequel. 
Um, it certainly didn't hit the market like the original Killzone games were like huge breakout hits. Yeah. Considering their budget and everything. For sure. Um, Horizon. I mean, I couldn't find people talking about Horizon for a while because of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then you know how how much how badly do you want to go back and play this old game that's basically Breath of the Wild but Sony's version after it's been out for a while, you know. Um. Uh, any anybody that I know that played it played it when it came out. Well, and that was it. I mean, like sales wise, Horizon did well. Um, according to what I'm reading, it surpassed No Man's Sky as the biggest launch of a new intellectual property on the PS4, most successful launch of any kind of PlayStation 4 uh, title game, right? since Uncharted 4. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good then. I I, I know that the in the in the, um, I mean, either way, it was completely over. It was completely overshadowed. It was overshadowed, by, right? By it, yeah, I didn't hear anybody about. talking about it. Um, you know, I think Ashley Birch got the. Um, okay, so it, it outsold the. Uh, it, it about it sold a little bit more than two times as much as. Um, oh no! Yeah, it definitely did not beat Uncharted Four. Uncharted Four has more total copies sold. Yeah. Total. Yeah. Yeah. So is Monster Hunter World. It beat God of War, though. That's fucking impressive. Oh, uh, yeah. That's impressive. We'll have to wait for those numbers to update. 7.6 million copies sold by February 2018. So Those um, are okay yeah, numbers. I don't, I don't know. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, there was there was nobody talking about it. I, yeah. I didn't beat the game because there was nobody else interested in it other than me. Yeah, and it's still one of those games that I, like, I had it sitting here for a very long time, and I never got around to playing it. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't buy it, of course. Um, so you know, there's that as well. But I, I, I don't. I didn't um, uh, help any of these numbers. Anything we're talking about here, I, I'm part of the problem, actually. But yeah, I mean, a lot of you know the uh, the new stuff tends to not do anywhere near as well as sequels. Um, so you know, you have to like you have to prove something new. There's a reason that a, a lot of those don't tend to do super well. Yeah, well, people are a lot like it's a lot different than it was, you know, back like looking back at like Double Dragon, when mm. when you played something like Double Dragon, like you knew what it was. There was no well, you knew about it before you. Bought it. <clears throat> yeah, and now we're in yeah. this age where it's like we got things like like when No Man's Sky released, people didn't do their research. They had no idea. They spent sixty dollars on a game and they were pissed. Mm-hmm. And now when they see something new brand new brand new intellectual property you hear more people you hear people more over go oh you know i'm gonna wait and i'm gonna see how it does right and then they never get it and then yeah and then by that time it's already like well i guess i'll keep playing overwatch for you know the next two years like yeah god forbid that poor little indie game <clears throat> yeah i mean there, there's a lot of every player can get. i mean there, there's a lot of people that are like oh my game of the year is going to be determined on if it can tear me away from Fortnite or Overwatch or, you know, whatever mainstay game that they've been playing. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, I, I don't know, I guess that kind of shows, um, I can't tell if it's showing, like, gamers' age or if it's mm-hmm. just, like, the, you know, the, the times have just changed a bit. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see, I mean, with, with Shenmue here, we'll see if people's taste have changed. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think, I think they, they have. have. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and throw out a wild guess. On and say, going out on a limb here. Yeah. 
I don't I don't see this doing too well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'll get the core audience or whatever. Not anything special. Yeah, it'll be it'll get exactly who's expected. It's not going to be a breakout like, oh shit, did you guys know that this game was good? If you know I mean? if they put money into this though, if they put money into Shinmo Three and made it like everything I've seen, their their animations are fucking trash mm-hmm. of what I've saw, and I would love to be like prove wrong for sure. Yeah. But it like their animations don't look any different than sh- looking at Shinmu One and Two here for three. That's pretty real, and that's very bad. And it's like obviously they're like half-assing, half-assing it, not putting the, you know, not full. <clears throat> yeah, the, yeah. You, you like if you have Shinmu One and Two and you half-ass both of them, just make Shinmu Three and take those One and Two, put it together. Whole, ass. A whole ass. You got a whole asset. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. two cheeks now. You end up with a whole ass. I mean, yeah. you can do a lot with a whole ass. You can do a lot with a whole ass. Uh-huh. All right. That's enough ass talk. Squeaking along to another... Squeaking uh, along. So, um, Gone Home is coming out on Switch. Shocker. Yeah. Talked about this. It's out on every console known to mankind. Three and a half million times, I think, we've talked about this. One. Yeah. Now, again, is it one of the better story games of all time, possibly? Yeah, I would say it's up there. Definitely so, up there, yeah. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and pop it on everything. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, the acclaim that it got was really good for, like, video games as an industry. Um, so, I, I imagine that this is, like, the director's cut version that has, you know, the um, director's commentary built into it. Um, the extra, like, hidden, like, there's, like, art things you can look at. There's, right. like, all kinds <clears> of different <throat> things. So, this game, I, I would assume this is the super version of it. This game has such a weird a horror vibe oh, yeah. to it. And if you don't know, like, the first time you play it is really weird. Yeah. Like, I was um, really, like... I mean, I scared. the first time I played this, it was right around the same time that we had been playing things like PT. Yes, correct. So it's like, I, I was real nervous. So It's like a... I mean, especially if you are... If you get really into, like, game stories and stuff, it's got some, like, heavy shit going on. Um, yeah, it really... Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, it, it scared the shit out of me, like, in the beginning of the game, and then you it kind of wears off, and you're like, oh, there's no enemies, like, I'm going to be fine. And yeah. then there's, like, a big, like, pop-out moment that's like, oh, fuck! And then it comes right back eventually, and it's like, oh, and by the way, like, we are, like, going to have you at the very end, depending on how you're playing the game, um, toward the end, there can be kind of, like, another shocker moment, so. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's really well-paced, like, it's a great game. I go back and play it pretty frequently. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those games that's talked about, like, mm-hmm. when you go to school for anything video games. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess that kind of shows you. Citizen Kane of video games. Yeah. All right. And then moving on to Friday the 24th, uh, up first, coming up for PC, PS4, and Xbox One from Codemasters, F118. Um, it's just their yearly uh, Formula One racing. Um, hitting everything. Uh, Nothing to see here, folks. Let let me uh, let me get on in here. See what the cars look like. The facial animations are not great. The F in F one stands for fart. <clears throat> fart one. Pretty sure about that. Damn, that faces look horrible. But the vehicles, obviously. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, and, and that's what they're here for. And then yeah, the research and development stuff is sick. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a fucking skill tree. <laughs> it's a big skill tree. 
It's like fucking, uh, it's like Final Fantasy X's, like, chrysalid web or whatever the fuck it's called. (laughs) It's the deepest RPG system of any racing game. The environments look good even when they got down in there, so. Um, I mean, there has been, like, a weird lack of actual racing Mm. games where it's, like, you know, like, like circuit or, yeah, where it's not something like Onrush or... Uh, whatever the Ubisoft one is that I didn't like. The Crew 2. Oh. That's the one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, you noticed, <clears throat> like, obviously NASCAR's probably not doing well because they haven't Correct. been putting out a yearly game for a long time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is uh, this could be a cool, I think, alternative. But, I mean, we're yeah. starting to get other games that, I mean, in, you know, in the past, like, since... We haven't got a NAS, you know, a NASCAR standard game. Um, mm-hmm. We started getting things like uh, Forza and Gran Turismo is kind of one of the thing of the past, but um, you know, those games have started to kind of crop up to fill that. Because in Forza, you can get like go karts and you know all these other things that aren't just like right. you know like these high end. Yeah, there cars. used to be like um, <clears throat> there used to be the like high end car game the nascar themed you know standard race the f1 race and then the atv game and they're all kind of merging into one now yeah and they used to um, and they used to have some either like even more specific stuff back on ps2 (laughs) um i remember picking up a an ihra drag racing game and it was mainly because they had a uh, really complex system of how your car works of like Mm -hmm. like kind of like how you're looking at the uh, tech trees and stuff here um you know it's kind of like that trying to figure out how you can make your car go uh like jump off the line faster and then have the most performance out of the you know quarter mile stretch or whatever um cool. <clears throat> yeah it was it was an interesting game back then not something i would ever buy now obviously but mm-hmm. um you know back then uh, t- times times were different i will say yeah definitely back when it was like I mean, a lot of times you would get one of each. You'd get, like, one racing game, you get one fighting game, you get one whatever, and that would be your shit. Right, right. So, um, I definitely get it. I, I do miss the Destruction Derby-style games, though. <laughs> um, I, I would I would definitely settle for, like, a Burnout game, too. Uh, because that's what it was all about. It was all about just busting cars up, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think Burnout Paradise kind of took it a bit far with... Um, you know, there were a lot of missions of like do a flat spin or do you know a flip your car over and land back on the wheels. Mm-hmm. I don't know Be, the a little too stunty. Destruction like Destruction Derby was really fun. That one was mm-hmm. either like a, a demolition derby or you know racing where you're encouraged to hit other drivers. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. So, but yeah, like all of that's kind of kind of went. Move to the wayside, I think. So yeah, wamp wamp. Cool. But yeah, this could be this could definitely be something to check out if you're into that like straight up, you know, drive around, turn to the left. <laughs> well, it is circuit track, so it's not just NASCAR, but um, so there are some it's like clo- it's closer to that <clears throat> that breed than like the like Forza Horizon like open world weird ass. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. It's um, it, a lot more structured. Um, I think they use real world tracks too. Um, mm-hmm. like you get like hairpin turns and, you know, things like that, where it's not just like, you can't just hold the gas and go, 
and then right. tap like your emergency brake and slide sideways around a turn. No, you have to slow down and maintain speed. And if you, you don't, you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot more uh, detailed. And I actually just saw a controller uh, mod that you can get for PlayStation and Xbox um, that puts a, a small wheel over your controller. So you hold your controller, but instead of having your thumbs on the sticks, you put your oh, thumbs no, on this small wheel and you just kind of turn really it. really cool. Yeah, and I was I like, like that, that is really super smart. So, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to whoever made that. There's some cool shit out there, yeah. For sure. And the last game we have this week, also coming out Friday the 24th for Switch and PS4 from, uh, what is that? ASCII Games? Axis. Axis? Okay. I'm not sure what they're going for, but it's the uh, actually the studio of the original creator of Harvest Moon. Oh. Um, yeah. But yeah, Little Dragon's Cafe. Um, I ha- have no idea about this game. It's, um, I mean, he's been trying to kind of find the new... Thing. So I think he made Story of Seasons, which was a Harvest Moon style game. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's working on this. It's kind of got, I don't know. It's like a, a mix between like Harvest Moon and like Monster Rancher. Okay. Um, which seems like it could be really cool. It's definitely something that I want to kind of look into. Um, I don't really know a lot about it for now, but it's something that I want to find out about because it's definitely like it's got my vibe in it. Um, but yeah, they've been. I mean, the the Harvest Moon sort of series has been really like troubled lately yeah, uh, it yeah. Was, there was enough bad games in a row that somebody just went and made it themselves and they made fucking stardew valley and it was amazing yep so and then that um, pretty much just that's done the industry yeah i will say the art style for little dragon cafe is um very like colored pencil like colored pencil mm-hmm. chic yep. where it looks like someone like colored it. from a corner and you know just filled in the color like the hair and everything has that like where you can see like little bits of like white mm-hmm. coming through yeah. <clears throat> and lighter tones underneath where they didn't color as hard as they did in other places um i like the style a lot yeah um, uh well, I, i'm curious about gameplay though they just showed him mm-hmm. make food and that was a um kind of like a rhythm almost yeah like a rhythm game where it was like a yeah. Kind of reminds me of the tambourine for like Rock Band or something, mm-hmm. where you like have to press. That's probably a good reference. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. Personally, it's, I don't know if it's interesting, for me, but it um, does. Yeah, look I'm gonna have to see a little bit more <clears throat> of it first. Um, I wonder. This would be a great thing to make a demo of. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think like I'm gonna have to probably wait for a little bit of more info. I especially don't like the, like, cafe management genre. Um, yeah, I, I do in certain settings. Um, I don't think I like... I, I don't know how... I don't know how I'd feel about it on handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like them on console, but I don't mind them on mobile. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely something to check out. Um I, this thing could definitely do good to have a demo, I think. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, like, Battleship Brigade. Yeah, yeah. The, so I the, think that, that, yet again, somebody beat this guy to what he's doing and, like, did it better. Uh, but we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see where this, like, it's Little Dragon Cafe. And obviously the little dragon follows you around. In the beginning of the video, we saw a very yeah. large dragon. Oh, there it is. Ra- you're, you're raising your dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it gets bigger. 
So what, then you have this big fucking dragon that you're riding around on? Yeah. That's like a Spyro-sized dragon. Yeah. <laughs> a little bigger. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, oh, you can fly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Like, it's it's a, it sort of gates the game based on the progress of what your dragon's up to. Um, if which you, seems like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, if you can fight or capture or do whatever with some of these other creatures you see in the world, I mean, obviously uh-huh. they're going to be used for meat. And we've already Jesus. seen that. Um, Horrifying. <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know. It, they, they would do very well to have a demo, like we said. Yes. Extremely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, and... So that's the releases. Yep. Um, we definitely, uh, you know, as we've been doing, I think we found out that our website that we use for releases is kind of fucked up. Yeah. So um, it's almost guaranteed that we missed something. If there's any game that came out this week or is coming out and you want to make sure that we catch it, uh, feel free to let us know that over on Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. or Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've got some demos previews. Yeah, um, you know, I, that was it. This is almost always the first thing that I end up looking for throughout my week. Like, throughout the week, I always look <clears throat> now, I always look for something, um, something for the art corner just because I find that to be a little more difficult. I don't want to pick something random or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that demo demos, and then. Um, it's really easy for me to set up all of the weekly news because I kind of post about it over on, you know, Facebook, um, or, you know, I, I I just throw a link up in our, uh, um, in our little script here. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's always like harder to find demos. Mm. So, um, but this week we have three, which is kind of nice. Uh, one is actually just a full freebie. Um, I'd been following this game after finding them on a cyberpunk thread uh, called Neon Code. Um, it is a cyberpunk retrowave uh, city mixed with some noir elements. Um, it's very much inspired by the film, uh, films like Blade Runner, Miami Vice, and games like Grim Fandango, the Telltale games. Um, and you can grab it for free. I will actually post this on Facebook after we conclude here. And, uh, yeah, you guys can go download this. Um, the guy's really cool. He said that, um, uh, let me see if I can find where he wrote it. But, he, yeah, he's like, um, this is, oh, right here, right here. Uh, this game is free because I think that, for me, this is just a hobby and something I like to do. So, uh, if you like it, that's awesome, and I'm happy about that. There's no ads, no loot boxes, no traps, just a video game. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, there's something really good about that. And it looks great. Like, his environments look really good. I haven't seen a really good up close of the characters or any of the animations really yet. Um, but really, the environment pulled me in for sure. So, um, yeah, I look forward to reporting my thoughts on this here soon. I think you downloaded it too, right? Yep, just got it downloaded. Oh, and it looks like there's a uh, yeah, like he's inspired by the Telltale games. You can see the the wheel with the selections of like what you want to say to people. Yep. Yeah. This I think this is gonna be fun. That's really cool. Um, aside from that, uh, there's two more. There's a free weekend for Overwatch. So if you you know don't own Overwatch and you're just going free weekend to free weekend. 
Um, you can go ahead and play that the 23rd to the 27th PC, PS4, Xbox One. Um, nothing else fancy to say about that. I don't think there's been any anything new for Overwatch since um, with the newest hero, uh, Brigitte, Brigitte, or whatever her name is, the yep. Torbjorn's um, shield maiden daughter. <clears throat> and the last one's actually a bit more interesting. Um, the Avalanche Studio uh, developed and produced upcoming game Generation Zero um, has a beta that um, is coming up at some point. They haven't really talked about it. Um, but you can sign up for that over at uh, GenerationZero.com um, as well. I think that's over on our Facebook. Uh, if you have no idea, it's kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn um, like a Horizon Zero Dawn setting, a little more modern setting, but it has um, uh, robots and things like that, but the gameplay mechanics are more um, like Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be really cool. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to uh, see, see more of this. I've seen, I've been paying attention to a lot of their videos, um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I can't wait to... Uh, <clears throat> can't wait to go hands-on with this one i i, I really enjoy um that uh horde mode wave style um, if you can throw an exploration into a, a like if they drop me and three other people into a big map where i can explore and look around and do all this stuff jump in cars drive from place to place all while there are um, like robot threats and like mm-hmm. robot searching for your location, and you know they're trying to expunge anything that's human. Um, I think that could be amazing. That could be really good. So that, I think that's why I have a pretty high hope for this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, if you missed any of that, like I said, just head over to our Facebook and uh, check it out. It should all be over there. All right. So uh, for <clears throat> any of the notable news that we wanted to share this week, um, this is so okay. Just to confirm, PlayStation hit 500 million PS4 sold, right? Um, I. That's what that's what they made the new console. The, the, like, oh, that's not PS4. C-through. That's not PS4. That's consoles. Uh, entirely across PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4. I think the PlayStation 4 um, PlayStation 4 Let me see how many they've sold. Might take me a minute, so. Okay, either way, uh, PlayStation VR has hit 3 million units sold. Um, so over at the PlayStation blog, they talk about um, some of the details on that. Like, for example, they, they uh, had some of the stuff coming up. So um, we're excited to launch, uh, announce the launch dates of two highly anticipated titles, which are Creed Rise to Glory on September 25th and Evasion on October 9th. Um, Evasion looks very Destiny. Very. Um, so then they said, the top 10 most played games on PlayStation VR. Number one, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim VR. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you guys are really uh, fucking this for the rest of us. For real. God Howard just dropping his VR gone on the table. 
Uh, number two, PlayStation VR Worlds. I think that's free. Number three, Rec Room. Number four, Resident Evil 7. Number five, Playroom VR. I think that's free again. Uh, number six, Job Simulator 7 until Dawn Rush of Blood. Eight, Batman Arkham VR. Nine, Farpoint. And ten, Super Hot VR. I really so, wish this. Games in there. I really wish this list was flipped and number 10 was number one and number one was number 10. Really, the whole list backwards would have been fine. Yeah. I feel like Resident Evil should still be up there. Um, I, th- uh, I feel I, I feel like four and five. That's where that one should be. Um, yeah. By the way, um, as of April, seventy-five million PlayStation Four consoles have been sold. Okay, so twenty-one point <clears throat> nine million PSVR games. So that includes free downloads. So I don't know if that's fair. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's fair. So three million and twenty-one. So every person that has a PSVR doesn't even have uh, ten total things to do on it, and considering two or three or even four of them are free. Yeah, I don't understand cool. how they couldn't have. Um, I feel like yeah, my I've library. Given, I have uh, ten games that I got for free. I think exactly, and I don't even have the so, fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's crazy. So what is that? What, two? If every if every if there's three million, and there's twenty one million games sold, was that like? I don't understand. This only has like seven and a half games or something. How is Skyrim VR the most popular? Yeah, what, really. Like I played that game so much, I I never want to play it again ever. I cannot physically like. So we got the um, legendary edition or whatever. Right. On the uh, uh, PS4, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't play it. Yeah, I have it sitting over there. I cannot play like, it. It's I, not possible for me to ever play it again. Yeah, that was a too much time. <clears throat> that that was a Christmas gift for me. I platinumed it on PS3, and I was like, oh, you know, that was fun. Maybe I'll platinum it on PS4. Loaded it up, played two hours, never playing it again. Done. Correct. Um, it just like, and I can't even imagine going. Oh, you know what would really revitalize that? Playing it in first person, like playing it in first person. You know, with like with the, I am controls. the character. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Man. Resident Evil 7, I could see that. Um, I could see Job Sim for sure. I I would definitely play Until Dawn. Um, And Super Hot. Super Hot would be probably up there for, like, top three things I want to play on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, man, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. My question is... Is VR there yet? No. Because that's, I mean, that's what I think. Uh, I, I don't know if it the, is for me. The biggest issue I think, and this comes from, I know a lot of people that work on VR. Right, right. Um, so this is partially my own opinion and partially what I've heard from the industry or whatever. But um, people haven't really gotten over the fact that like, okay, so the first games to come out clearly understood they were games. It wasn't like somebody was trying to rewrite books, but, like, put in a choose-your-own-adventure or whatever. Yeah. Like, games were very different. I mean, like, if you look at some of the earliest, like, um, what was the one that was, like, Space Fighter or whatever that, like, some dude in his lab made. It's, like, very clearly they understood from the beginning, okay, this is about interaction. And people haven't really gotten that VR doesn't, you don't have to make it first person. You don't have to make it a puzzle game. It doesn't have to be a rhythm game, but it's from a certain viewpoint. Like, yeah. the, the advantages of VR have not been determined yet. 
and like the games that are doing really well are like hey this is a regular game but it's in vr and it looks good it's like i don't think that's where we need to be putting all of our efforts like vr is a different thing like vr is inherently different than your tv you know yeah so if you go to the movie theater and see a movie it's a little bit different than watching it at home but not significantly if you are like beaming a movie inside your head and you're able to experience it personally and you move around to change where you are in the movie that's significantly different you know suddenly it's not a movie anymore it's something else right so people haven't really gotten their own games yet i don't think and i think the real like when vr really takes off it'll be something that we're not expecting or suddenly people will be willing to give vr a chance well i because i think it, it might not have the investment behind it yet to really hit that it really has to like <clears throat> it has to reinvent. It, I, like, I, I don't think it pulling, like, it's a really bad sign, I think, when the most popular game and most downloaded and played game on the PSVR is a game that we played on the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably, I don't think that's a good sign because, no, it's really... like, they, they have to reinvent, like, okay, why would I put, you know, pay more money to put this thing on my head and play this and not just play it like I normally would. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems really novelty. And the moment that it doesn't feel novelty, I think that's going to be the defining... Um, mm-hmm. Like, the defining moment. So... Yeah, when it hits, like, its own, like, true level of art. <laughs> right, right. It, like, I mean, and, it, and that's... It, we have to, like, keep it alive long enough to get there. And I'm a little worried that it won't make it long enough because it, i mean well vr has it, it's one of those one of those things that has um that it, it, it was something that was okay look we're gonna attempt this and then we failed and then we're gonna attempt mm-hmm. and fail um i was right. just looking up the like his like kind of the history of vr and mm-hmm. the first virtual reality thing that came around was sensorama in 1957 Jesus. And it was a thing that you, you sat in a chair, and you know those, um, I, I don't know why it reminds me of, like, uh, like the DMV. Like, if, okay. like for taking, like, a written, te- like, your written test or whatever, where it has, like, oh, the yeah, desk so in front of you. Thing. Yeah, and yeah. it has, like, it almost reminds me of, like, a voting machine, too. Mm-hmm. But if the voting machine had a veil that went over the back of your head and went down by your sides, and you yeah, just and sat in this, like, like d- yeah, you sat in this little, like, at a desk with like a uh, like you can't view you can't see anything around you so it's all like dark um, and then uh, there was another one in 68 there was super cockpit in the 70s and 80s which was just like a flying sim um, and then 91 Sega VR and after Sega VR it doesn't even pick back up until 2010 mm-hmm. um, I do know that the there were there was one of the guys that worked at id he would play with vr all the time and he would always find out that it wasn't there like it like it's not ready and one of the other things that really turns me off is um and it's probably like it's definitely good for stability and it could be good for certain games but the way like doom plays where you like throw your token 
from point to point. And then you can, like, turn and look from that point and, like, shoot and do all the stuff you need to do. And then you have to, like, throw to a different... Yeah. You can't just walk forwards, backwards. Um, mm-hmm. That is, a, for me, a really clear indication that it's not there. I don't know. There's so many red flags that I'm just like, this is not yeah. ready. Yeah. So, um, but, I mean, it is considered to be, like, hitting the mainstream. I mean, everyone's doing it. I mean, we have you know, the Oculus, the Vive, the PSVR... Um, what else? There's a ton of like. There's like a Google Cardboard, Samsung Gear VR, Samsung Gear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Microsoft's still working on Hololens. Good luck. Yeah, with that shit. It's like they should just not do it. That would be, I think, really smart and put that money into something else. Well, I, I mean, a lot of this stuff is like, okay, are we gonna get to the point where shit is just holographic all over the place? Yes. Like. Unless we just progress to a technology that we can't currently think of, we're moving in that direction. Yeah. And Are things of, is VR going to be integrated in your life? Yes. But things like the Google Glass have proved that we're just not there yet. Yes. Like, and if Google can't make some shit, we're getting going to work. And I think, I, I think it's going to be one of those things like, are we move, yeah, we are moving toward holographic. But I think, and that's just because we don't know what the next step is. And as soon as that next step is thought of, the holographic will be, like, obsolete. And it'll feel like there's this useless, like, middle area. And I think that useless middle area is going to be holographic. Yeah, it's like know. jumping it's, it's from like, point um... A to point B, and then there's all this dumb shit along the way. It reminds me of, like, when yeah. you're, like, looking at the Resident Evil titles. There was, like, Resident Evil 1 and 2 and 3. And then there was, like, Survivor and Deep End and all these other shitty titles that no one knows. And then there was four. Nobody talks about those shitty titles in between. (laughs) They talk about three to four. It's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, like, we could, we will definitely get to a point. I mean, you know, I said, like, we we, we don't know what the technology after is going to be. But we do. I mean, it's going to be, like, in-head information, right? So... At some point, we'll just have, like, contacts or some kind of implant or something that just gives you info. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of the stuff we're looking at is in-between technology. I think the issue with VR is that you have to put some dumb shit on your head. Yep. And, like, we're going to move past that, guaranteed. Like, it's just not realistic to assume (laughs) that you... That your people are going to put the shit on their head. They have a room that's usable. They have all the gear. They have everything set up safely. And they're not accidentally like kicking their animals or punching their wife. Their dog across the room. Yeah, like, exactly. You have to assume that nobody else is in the room because you're going to look like a complete moron if anybody <laughs> else is there. Like, there's a lot of big fat assumptions, and I think that makes it really difficult for the technology to take off. Um, and there's a lot of things like we you use a controller, so inherently that's flawed. Like yeah. You need to have the motion controllers to really make any sense of it. And if you have the motion controllers, that's just an additional buy-in that people have to do. Yeah. Really, they should have just made the camera better so we can just look at your fucking hands. There, yeah, there, there should be, like, like, I think there should probably not be a controller. Because if you're mm-hmm. using a controller, it's immediately taking me out of the... I mean, it's, it's already a big leap to make you put a headset on. Yeah. Like, the controller ain't going to help. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I think there's a lot of important stuff missing. Um, people that have really good extreme VR rigs set up are like, I mean, people that invested, you know, five, six, seven, 
to a thousand dollars um they're like yeah you know i play this i play farpoint for like an hour it was pretty cool i played batman vr they, they don't have anything that was like especially good right I mean, so the only that's a, thing that's that, a huge red flag. The only thing that I hear from people that was really good is like, "Oh, you played Resident Evil Seven? You need to play it in VR." Right. That's the only thing that I hear. I heard that. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, it's not like you need to go buy this and play this. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I, I've heard the Batman VR is really good, but again, it's like a twenty-minute to two-hour experience, depending on what you're doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like it's basically like, oh wow, they really made a good world. Like, I can go and, like, pan the camera slightly to the left, slowly, in Horizon and see a better world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just sit up really close to your curved uh, 4K television. Yeah, really. Sit up close to that and be like, damn. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll scoot along to, um, there was uh, kind of, I don't know, sort of a surprising, to me at least, um... Patrick Soderlund, uh, who is currently the chief design officer at EA, uh, is going to be leader leaving the company later this year uh, after a transition period of three months. Right. So, um, basically, he was the CEO of Dice when EA acquired it in 2006. They you know made Battlefield. Right. Um, right. And then since then, he's kind of been moving up at EA. So in 2016, he was the vice president to the executive VP in charge of EA Worldwide Studios. In April, he was moved up to his current position, but obviously he's there for a very short time. So um, yeah, I'm kind of curious on where he's going and what he's yeah. planning. I mean, he's definitely got the cash that he probably doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to. Right, right. Um, but uh, you know, he was responsible for helping to spread um, Dice's tech, so basically a crossbite. Um, through him, EA has begun to really lean on Frostbite for pretty much everything. Every game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Battlefield, Bioware, Need for Speed, sports games. It, yeah, it's bled into every facet mm-hmm. of every EA game. And, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's hard to look at someone and say, like, oh, these were their successes during mm-hmm. their run when they have things that were more controversial and fails. Right. So it's hard um, to be like, oh, this guy was really great, but he, you know, he was at the forefront of monetizing Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. He was also the one who was talking about the closure of Visceral yep. and then redesigning the Star Wars game. Yeah. So I mean, he's had like a mass exodus of talent, um, and the fact that he was—I mean, like. He needs to get away Dice, from Star Wars titles, is what I'm saying. Yes. Dice <laughs> in itself is already, like, sort of a... Um, I don't know how I want to describe it. Like, they're sort of like an iffy studio. Like, every other Battlefield game is good, usually. Yeah. Um, Battlefield has been on the bleeding edge of, like, fucking fans over with weird shit. Uh, you know, they had the, like, splitting the player base with DLCs and things that they've, they're now trying to get over. Um, and then a yeah. lot of these decisions to be like, oh, well, we're going to axe that and leave it behind because the money is at in multiplayer games. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't want to hear that shit. They're just they're just another one of these companies that are like, okay, get the game, get it out. Okay, it's out. Cool. Yeah, the out Here's the DLC, like which should just be it. You know, if this was you know ten years ago or you know fifteen years ago. 
this DLC would have just been in the main game and we would have moved on. But instead of doing that, let's take the stuff that we've worked on that's already done and let's monetize it for after. Like cookie cutter, just like we did last year, get it out, done, uh, move on to the next one. Forget the fans of the last game. Because once we put out the new game, the fans will forget the old game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's <clears throat> there's one property that is um, within dice that they've created uh that everyone's clamoring for and they're not willing to give to anybody Uh and it's bad company every like if you ask any real battlefield fan they'll be like we want a battlefield bad company just because what would that be bad company three if it came out uh yep it would be the third one i think but i mean at this point Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's they're not in. They're not in the market for telling stories anymore, mm-hmm. which is what they were originally. Like Bad Company was the guys that were prison, but now we're on the front lines of the war. Right. And we're all fucking idiots and assholes, and that oh. that that creates a fun dynamic. It creates a problem within you know like ideologies between you know different characters. You know, like you did this wrong in your past, but. You know, that doesn't have to define me, that kind of thing. <clears throat> but they're not into telling that story anymore. The, the story that they're trying to tell is um, I, I is just, I mean, obviously they're going into the Battle Royale mode. Mm-hmm. That says it all. There is no story to tell. Exactly. Like, yeah. you make the story by. If, you're, if, if they're making a story, the story is just going to be like, yeah. okay, you're this guy in this year and... Um, you know, these are the guys that are with you. Their names don't matter. Okay, go out and kill everything. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the story. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see where this guy goes. Um, he'll probably get picked up by Square Enix. And... Yeah, something weird. I feel like, I feel like Square is stealing people. from sure. like, like, he's probably going to get picked up by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or he's just we'll going to go... Uh, maybe he's just a big fan of Jim Carrey and he's just going to go paint in a warehouse for the rest of his life. I thought you were going to say go live in the woods. <laughs> go live in the woods. <laughs> That's funny. Does Jim Carrey live in the woods? I think so. Doesn't he live in like rural Canada? That's a good question. We'll move on to the next thing and I'm going to look it up. <clears throat> so um, after the end of the Star Wars Rebels uh, animated series, mm. um, which I think had three seasons in like a film, short animated film, um, so we are now getting our first look at Star Wars Resistance, a uh, new animated show. Um, so it's going to start uh, the first season on Disney Channel October 7th. And we basically just got some quick, uh, like a very quick hop in between seasons. I wouldn't even say it's a trailer so much because, it, I mean, they're literally referring to it as a first look trailer. So, right. Um, they're basically like, here's what it's going to look like. Here's some quick little sections and laughs and shit. Um I'm not a hundred percent sold on some of the stuff that Disney's been doing with Star Wars. Um, overall, I think they're doing a good job. Like the, the core Star Wars movies, I'm really into. I've liked the side story Star Wars movies so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Solo was like shockingly good, considering that what it was. Um, so I don't know. Like I'm. I don't know if Star Wars should be something that's on the kids' Disney Network fun Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I see it. I mean, 
the main thing Disney is like, let's capture all audience. I think it's more <clears throat> since like Disney has acquired um, all these Everything. properties. Now they're going from okay, this is just for kids to okay, now we have adults that were kids mm-hmm. that are wanting to see things that are, you know, I don't want to say out of their wheelhouse, but it's not in their um, their um, E for everyone rating. Right. I mean, we want to see, you know, a like Marvel movie where we want we want to see Logan. You know what I mean? We want to see right. Um, like things like Deadpool, things like right. Uh, like Star Wars. It just it. I don't know. We are we want to see darker Star Wars. Like Rogue One did really well, and it was literally a Vietnam movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. So, um, it. I don't know, like. I watched a little bit of Star Wars Rebel, and it's fine for what it is. Um, but I don't really get why they're so dedicated to this now. That's a hilarious recommendation. Top 10 insanely racist moments in Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Good stuff. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how that develops. Um, overall, I want to see more Star Wars content. I think Disney has such a large they have a lot to work with to work with that yeah I think there can be some cool shit oh definitely I couldn't um, find anything on Jim Carrey's like home but he does have a, he does have a house in LA okay so so um, speaking of darker shit with uh, traditionally kid branded content uh, uh-huh. Diablo 3 is coming to the Switch later this year um, it's gonna have Legend of Zelda gear. Uh, so they've they've done that where like I think on the PS4 they had like clickers in the game like they're they're like they'll do some branding based on what console it's on yeah really cool um I I don't remember what they had on the PlayStation I whatever they had I didn't get I never picked up I never grabbed the Necromancer class even though that would be the class that I would play hell yeah um I mean like just like I look at this game and I kind of think of like the characters as like D and D characters, and it's like, how would I make my character? And it's mm-hmm. there's no way, like it's it's definite. I would go necromancer over almost anything else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, it, it actually looks like <clears throat> just looking at the graphical quality, it looks pretty rough on Switch. Mm-hmm. Well, um, to me, it, this is a pretty old game at this point too. I mean, yeah, to me, it looks. It looks pretty standard, but what did this game come out in twenty like thirteen? Something like that. Yeah. Um and it I is mean, it a fun game. PS3, but, right? Uh it was ported to the PS3, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. So let me look let me research that. But uh but uh, it's a pretty old game. Yeah, you um if you pre order it was showing some things that you get. Mm-hmm. It was like a Originally came out May fifteenth, twenty twelve. Yeah, the console version was released on the PS three and three sixty, and versions for the PS four and Xbox one were released later. Damn, it's an old ass game, dude. So it looks like you get a um, uh, like a Hyrule ring. Um, mm-hmm. It looks Portrait. like a chicken pet and the exclusive uh, Ganondorf armor set. Right. That's interesting. 
So some cool stuff to grab there. I mean, if you never got Diablo and you want to have that style of, um, you know, loot em up brawler yeah. on your console, this is a good way to get it. The main, the main reason I would say for people to pick this up is if you've never had it before and uh-huh. if you don't own, like, a PC, a PS4, or an Xbox One. Yeah, pick it up I mean, if Switch is your only console, yeah. then this is a good way to get it. I Otherwise, guess, I, guess I would if, play it on any other system first. Yeah, if you're itching to play this, and you travel a lot, I mean, maybe I could see it on the Switch, but, I mean... It's not often that we go, don't pick this up on the Switch. Usually right. we're sucking the Switch basically dry over here. Um, but, uh... Yeah, yeah, the, this one I'm 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 not so sure on. So, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and up next, it looks like uh, Treyarch is learning from the beta from uh, the Black Ops Four. Um, mm-hmm. I briefly read an article. I know you're the one who posted this one up there. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. Uh, what what I kind of read it was like minor tweaks of like weapons and stuff like that but yeah. um was so there something more map changes okay um and uh they're changing on the kill cams there's going to be um uh we'll, we'll get uh the loadout information of the player who killed you in the kill cam so you can see how they killed you and what weapon they used and what they're that's pretty good yeah yeah um, I you know I, I like that. Um, Smart. I mean, it's it's actually like kind of shocking sometimes to see a company be like, especially something as big as Call of Duty, be like, "Hey, we're gonna listen to our fans after this beta," because <laughs> usually it's just like, yeah, usually they're like, "Well, know, fuck those hey, guys." Well, our servers worked. Thanks for buying the game. See ya. Yeah. Don't forget we'll that. On the first DLC. Fucking, don't let the door hit in the ass on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I to me, I don't think there was a lot here, but it is kind of nice to hear that. Like, look, we yeah, are... If you're a fan, I'm, I'm sure there's some good details in there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you can go check that out. This We're checking it out from our um, Reddit. Um, so. They did a nice thread on there. Yeah. It's a good way to check it out if you're into that. Um, and up next... Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this one's really cool. Um, you might have heard, of, heard us talk a bit about uh, Vampire from uh, Focus Home Interactive and... Don't Nod. Don't Nod. Um... Well, it's getting picked up by Fox 21 for a uh, television series. Um, and they, uh, 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 Oscar, uh, yeah, Gilbert Something. Um, says, we believe it's a fantastic premise for a television show. Um, this is new and exciting. This is a new and exciting way for fans of the game as well as, um, you know, people who haven't been into it to enter and engage with Vampire's rich deep and deep story. Um, mm-hmm. So they're pretty stoked to see how this dark atmosphere and universe comes to life in the television series. Um, I think this is a really smart way for them to go about this title. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, the, the stuff that they make is basically like a TV series anyway. Exactly. Uh, the biggest problem that everybody had with this game was the combat. Right. And that combat will be taken away if you make it a television show. It's very true. Well, there could be good combat. The, yeah, there's going to be, like, visually, it'll, right. it, as long as it's not, like, yeah, doing, not hitting a button and viewing the combat was better than pressing the two buttons that were required to play the game. Yeah. Um, 
but but yeah i i'm excited to see how this like hopefully everything goes um smooth and there's no like typical uh like dev hell that we see with a lot of like video game based television series um so yeah i mean i i'm excited to share more about this as um as stuff kind of like develops for it so Mm -hmm. stay tuned this should be i mean this could be something that um turns out to be a really cool way for the the series to move on yeah uh, i mean if if you don't know the story um your character is uh basically just turned into a vampire for no apparent reason he has no idea why um he uh it one of his family members was looking for him um then in his like first like rage i guess ends up offing that character that family member and then he has to live with that and then throughout the game you're making moral choices on you know to hurt or help people um you're meeting all these people in this town using your powers um as they become stronger and your home base is a hospital um as you're hired by a uh you're hired by like the head of the hospital to Mm -hmm. um work as a doctor to help try to I, I think cure. They're dealing with like the this. Spanish flu or something. Yeah, they're dealing with the Spanish flu. So he's like, I I need help with this Spanish flu. You're a doctor. You can help me with that. And in return, I will give you a place to stay, your own privacy, and you can try to figure out your own thing you're doing with this uh, uh, right. this disease. And there are mo- there's more than one uh, vampire in his. Uh, I, w- I don't want to say employment because it's not. But she's not yeah. employed by him. He's kind of employed by her. Yeah, there's like a. I mean, you you run into like a very like political like complex web of mysterious shit going on, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, I think it could make for some really great good. TV yeah, great. T- it's gonna have gr- it could have great drama, um, mm-hmm. really good action, um, and then some of the uh, moral choices that the character makes um, would like definitely make for something that'll be fun to watch. So that's exciting. Yeah, hopefully, <clears throat> that is relatively quick. Um, I mean, it's all pretty much there. Yeah, so like I, maybe they'll be able to turn it around quickly. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I want them to do almost like a like a Walking Dead thing where it's like, okay, start and make your choice. You know, like start the show and then kind of just like go your own like path mm-hmm. with yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, do your own thing. Don't follow the game too closely. Yeah, I, if you just use that universe, I could see a lot of cool shit. Like I would really like them to follow the game in the beginning. And then, hmm. you know, kind of making, like, different things. Like, oh, that wasn't in the game. That's interesting. And then, oh, yeah. you know, as, as you go, it just kind of progresses. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, another addition to, uh, you know, a game that we kind of both checked out we were into. Uh, Vermintide 2 is actually getting the Shadows over Bogenhofen DLC coming on the 28th. Um, we really don't know anything about it, which is amazing that their teaser trailer is like nothing yeah yeah um it's it's a little bit of like you see the moons um a little bit of some spooky they're like sort of germanic uh doomsday architecture fireworks Um, some fireworks going off and then it's like okay that's it (laughs) 
So is it um, a... It, so we do have a couple screenshots in the bottom as well. <clears throat> is it like a festival? It looks like... To me, I'm looking at them like, this is like... Maybe people are celebrating something and then there's like a... Suddenly there's an attack during like 4th of July, basically. Yeah, it, like it draws them in. Mm. So... Yeah, the, the uh, screenshots look pretty... I mean, the they do a good job of like building a creepy world in this game. So it definitely looks like they have that still going. I'm kind of curious on the price. Yeah, it doesn't seem to say. Yeah. Um, let me look and see if I can find anything on uh, Steam. Yeah. I'll, I'll chime in if I find anything on that. Cool. Um, so yeah, uh, be on the lookout for that one. It looks like um, August 28th release date, which I think mm -hmm. we said. Um, and it's hitting... Um, PC, Xbox. Yeah, just PC, Xbox. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I wanted to see if there was DLC a DLC is not wishlistable, so it might be free. Hey, I like that. I like free. Free uh, works for me. I mean, that'd be a good reason for us to jump back into it and uh -huh. play it a little more. Cool. Um, and uh, I, I guess you could be kind of bummed about this one, but uh, uh, Spyro the Reignited Trilogy has now been delayed until November 13th. I actually heard that it was going to be December, so I'm wondering if this is still up in the air on okay. exactly when. Um, yeah. But I, I've heard I've heard November and December. Um so either way, you're going to be waiting for it. Um, I I really wonder what is holding it up. Yeah. Uh, like I I immediately start to think about um, the biggest problem that people had with the reignited trilogy, and that's the fact that the two that two and three are mm -hmm. not on disc, and you have to download it. Yeah. So um, it will be worth the wait, maybe if. They decide, okay, oh, they, we're going to put everything on the yeah. game. Or on the That'd disc. Really that would be really smart, I think. Um, mm. And the time frame, I mean, I think it, it would kind of line up. Yeah. So. Yeah, good. Huh. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, either way, uh, November the earliest, we'll try to keep up with that. I think this is actually pretty... Um, Pretty this is definitely trustworthy. It's coming from the blog, Activision from now, blog. Yeah. Um, so, from Toys from Bob, uh, yeah, directly. So, cool. All right, and final bad news. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it should be bad news, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of that's sort of a political stance to take, I guess. But um, Disney, it seems, is refusing to reverse uh, firing James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, so uh, they, they have the original story here from, from uh, late July, kind of talking about, um, you know, sort of what went down to begin with. I think we talked about it enough. Um, yeah. Just, I, I feel like if you have the internet, you know. Yeah, it's basically just comedy from 10 years ago that came back on him. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, what he thought was comedy 10 years what ago. What he thought was comedy. Actually, what Somebody a lot of people probably comedy. thought was comedy 10 years ago. Well, I mean, I don't know. What was his like viewer? You know what I mean? What was his viewer? Yeah, like who was? I think I think he was going for shock, shock people, shock and he all. Was, he was a shock jockey. I mean, that was the job that he had. Right. Um, exactly. I mean. But yeah. Anyways, um, so basically, um, there's been a huge group of fans and activists demanding that he be reinstated. The film's cast has also been really vocal, especially the uh, um, Drax, Drax, uh, Dave Batista, uh, Dave Batista, uh, the Batista bomber himself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, however, it looks like the director is not returning to the project. Variety reports that Disney CEO Alan Horn <clears throat> took a courtesy meeting with James Gunn. However, mm. um, uh, the meeting was civil, but Disney and Marvel are not reversing their decision. It's currently unknown who will replace Gunn, and they don't even know if they're going to use the original script that he wrote. Um, um, which, that would not be shocking because scripts get redone all the time. I think, uh, per- personally, the route that I think they're going to go with it is using his script, but uh, someone else's, someone else, of course, you know, directing it. Um, uh, and I do agree that they will, um, that they're not reversing their decision. Like, hmm. and it's not because of what he said. Like, it, I mean, it, it was fucked up, but it, it was like, that, that, that was what he was trying to do and they knew i mean like it's not like these tweets were like <clears throat> vanished into the nether dimension until they were reconjured by an ancient wizard you know what i mean like right disney saw this shit right if you look if you typed in james gunn to like if you're doing a cursory background check on this person you're gonna hire to run a fucking huge movie franchise it's yeah. not hard to find this stuff yeah you, you just know? have to dig a little bit through his twitter in fact this time that it got dug up was a re-dig up of the last dig up that yeah. happened when he was on Guardians of the Galaxy One. So it's and like, he, yeah, sure, he could have. He Disney could have just wanted to get rid of him for any reason. Like, he could have deleted it, but he obviously, you know, just like everyone would have five years ago, went, "Who the fuck cares?" Yeah, it's in the past. You know, time. it's not. Yeah, it, it's not like he, you know, like really, like people put labels on other people a lot and think like this is what they really think without even knowing if that's really what they think you know yeah. just because you say stuff that you know you deem to be funny even if other people don't deem it so if one person thinks it's funny it's funny you can't like that's how comedy works well, in, yeah, in, in mean, my mind you have to be able to even shit i don't find be, funny you have to be able to not be funny like I don't know, like, so he wasn't a stand-up comedian. He was, like, a shock jockey on a radio station or whatever. Right. But it's, like, you know... He was trying to be... not be interested. Like, do you think that every single word that, uh... Who's that? Like, Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Is literally every word he says funny? No. No, like, 90% of the shit he says just totally flops. He just sits on, like, Sirius Satellite Radio for 15 hours a day just saying weird shit. Yeah. And, and like, two jokes land. And, and You're there for those two jokes, you know? And he doesn't think... Like he definitely doesn't think everything that he says, you know. Like he that, that's actually that's, think that he's correct. I mean, like yeah. anybody who, like, you know, a lot of comedy. Like, watch any comedian like doing some like uh, if, if they get like sassed by the audience doing like a clapback, they're fucking brutal and they're like extremely hostile, <laughs> yeah. usually really racist. And it's like that's just that's how you clap back at a bitch. Kramer. You know? it's like, they don't. Well. <laughs> Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they mean it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's a there's a big difference between, like, um, and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, how's this different than Roseanne? And it's like, that was a personal attack against a specific individual. Yeah. He wasn't. racist undertones, whereas he was making a general, like, child rapey joke. Yeah. Which is not, it's certainly not good. Like, I'm not like, yo, we need more child rape jokes. Yeah. But... Should you have the ability to say it if it's a bad joke? Probably. I mean, sh- now, like he he was going for that shock though. That was like that was right. what he did. That was that was the point. The point wasn't yeah. laugh. The point wasn't like look at this fact that I dug up and it's hilarious. It, it's yeah, it's, it's like, like look at this well, dumb bullshit. Like is, um, like it we plays into like the 
Hollywood elite pedophile ring narrative. Right, right. Which is like, okay, dude, if you're really out here doing this, do you think he's going to joke about it online? Yeah, I mean... Or do you think he's going to shut the fuck up about it? Like, Do you really think he would, like, back then when he was just... Out himself? Like, yeah. Back then he wasn't in Hollywood. Right. How does that even like? Yeah. Well, I mean, he it doesn't match up. Yes, I, I don't know. But yeah, it's 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 really weird. Like, um, you know, should he be on this size of a franchise, marketing primarily to kids, and have that history? Like, maybe we can look back. Probably not. As Disney or as a company or whatever, look back and say, like, <laughs> okay, dude, you did say this shit. It's kind of distressing. It's kind of disturbing. You, he has a history of saying some weird controversial shit. Like, not just that. Yeah. There's been things a lot more recently. So it's like, maybe this shouldn't be the guy. And, like, Disney has made that decision before where they're like, okay, Colin Trevorrow is making, you know, Star Wars Episode Nine, And they're like, Colin Trevorrow's off. We're going to have these two. We're going to have this dude that worked on Furious 9 or whatever. And then they're like, that dude's off. We're back to square one with J.J. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's not unusual for that to happen. So I don't really understand why people are so up in arms about this one in particular. Because there's been shittier stuff to happen to people that are more deserving than James Gunn, probably. Yeah. And like but, um, another big thing is, like, he's the director. I mean, he's not yeah. out in front of the camera. like, And he's not pushing this during his, you, you know, movie. You don't necessarily know that he had any <clears throat> input whatsoever. You just kind of think that he did because... Yeah, it's like he's the... never on screen. He's credited once in the credits. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, he's the director. Yeah, you be That's under... the most that you see of him. Director and story, I guess. Yeah, a couple times. But it's like you know, yeah, he's not like on the nightly news, like pushing his agenda or whatever. Yeah, and he so doesn't have an it agenda. It's really weird. It's the thing. Like, it, like I mean, he certainly does. I mean, he, he basically I... what this was was in this instance, at least, it was a political takedown. Yeah. So it was some alt right guys that went and got him. Got his career ruined. Exactly. Because James Gunn's anti-Trump. But was that in Guardians of the Galaxy? Not any more than any other art is political. You know what I mean? It's the same level. I would say Guardians of the Galaxy is on like an extreme light end of what they could be doing politically if they wanted to. You know, you could, I mean, X-Men, like X-Men 1 is like the most political shit to ever be made in mankind. For yeah. Superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you could almost say that Guardians of the Galaxy is negligent and not having any political message. Right. So uh, it's like, obviously, the, the first kind of thing... A little bit, but not really enough. It's like, yeah, the first thing you want to do is, oh, it doesn't have anything political in it? Okay, let's attack it and make sure that everyone knows. You know what I mean? It's really weird. It's yeah. super so, like, weak. Like, uh, And, and I, now, I now we'll never, like... Like, I, I say that they... I think that they'll use his script. And I think they will, and that's going to be the way that they... Um, kind of keep the fans happy. Yeah, keep the fans happy. Yeah. But if they don't, we'll never get a, like a conclusion to the story. And even if we do get his, you know, this film, we still won't get the conclusion to his story. They're going to continue yeah, and know. do whatever else. You know, Something it's not else. coming from yeah. this, you know, like the same mind. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's a problem. That's a huge problem I mean, uh, within Hollywood in general. Yeah. I think a, a big issue. I, I think the bigger issue here is that like. It's going to be really inconsistent. Right. Disney's going to pick and choose which things. And again, like I said, this guy got called out for the exact same thing five years ago. Yep. And Disney didn't give a shit. Right. And so like this time, maybe it's a different CEO. Maybe it's a different person in charge that made that decision or whatever. But like, there's no consistency because they just get rid of who they don't like. And if they get any excuse, boom, you're gone. 
Right. So, I mean, we've definitely seen that in Star Wars. And I, I, I think seen the, a little bit Marvel now. I think the biggest point for for it should have been like, and and this is where I think it, it was on him is like he should have been like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have that on my Twitter. Delete. You know? Well, I think he deleted it after the first time. I think I think it was found this time via like Wayback Machine stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know if 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 I knew that I was kind of getting a bit bigger, and mm-hmm. especially going into anything directorial, mm-hmm. it would just be like time to purge, you know? Get, get yeah. like like why do you need that? Like it kind of reminds me of like art wise, like demo reels. You uh-huh. you're supposed to update your demo reel every month, and have an updated demo reel. Why would you have your demo reel from four years ago? Mm-hmm. on there nobody cares about what you did four years ago they care about what you did last week so it i, I don't know he, like he probably i don't know he probably should have done that mm-hmm. but i don't know um I'm, I'm trying to look into it and i can't really find um anything specific talking about uh, the age to he be wrote the two scooby-doo movies to be fair, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy anyway. So. Right, yeah. I saw one, and I eventually ran into two. And um, I was like, that's fine. I mean, I've, I, I, I've seen one. I went out of my way to watch two and was like, okay. Hmm. Um, it had... Uh, <clears throat> um, I need the name. of the character come on you rat bastard (laughs) fucking Ben Diesel was in it that's always fun yeah I don't know it's um it's weird and and you know it's not gonna be consistent um you know there's not any deeper thing here than Disney was like oop that's toxic bye right Like, and if they wanted to defend somebody, they would. And I mean, people need to understand too, like, there is definitely some, like, overcorrection going on because if you look into where the Weinstein brothers came from, where the Weinstein company came from, it came from Disney. Mm -hmm. He was a Disney executive. So they're probably seeing certain things and they're like, not having that in the fucking company. Um, So I get it sort of but i wish that there was like not to say that hey if you ever made a bad joke we're gonna go dig it up and throw your job away or whatever but like i wish there was a thing where disney is like we want somebody who is politically clean we want somebody who has a history of of being correct and a history of learning and getting better um i mean you know james gunn had the like uh, he got called out. So the part of the last thing was the first time he got called out, I guess, on Guardians of the Galaxy was when he wrote the um, fifty the fifty superheroes you want to date thing, and he was just like is it like a very sexist and homophobic article, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, like he certainly now is like, oh well, yeah, I definitely wrote those tweets and I did that, and I'm I hope I'm better now, but I understand why they're just like slicing my ass, right? Like. A part of the issue is that he has not really been shown to have gotten any better necessarily. Like he says that he is, but then he will continue to do shit. Like, so that was in 2011 
um, in 2015, he got in trouble again with like people on the left. It's just kind of concerning that the first time that he actually gets punished by Disney, it's because somebody on the right complained. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while yeah, CEOs know. of Disney continue to serve on Trump's, uh, you know, different like business groups and like advisory boards and shit. You know, it's a little spooky. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we got more discussion out of that one than I thought. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, especially considering we've been talking about it several times. But um, yeah, so I, I think that's what we've got for the, the core part of the show. Yeah, I, I think I think since I'm going to go ahead and kind of chuck the art corner mm-hmm. at the end of some of these shows, um, I, uh, <clears throat> I ran across this guy the other day. We... Uh, like I actually it was yesterday. I, I've seen him a few times um, pushing out a bunch of material. Uh, he's a tool programmer at Quixel. Um, his name is um, Adam. Uh, okay. Chometa, Chomet, Chometi. Yeah. Um, and he does just super sick things in Quixel. Um, mm-hmm. And mainly, this is going to be like materials for. Uh, surface or props or um, environments and they're just things that kind of like wrap a service surface the one that really drew me in was um, his uh, his like living guts that he had created in Quixel um, wow. yeah. it's very um, like alive <laughs> yeah there he has a um, he has a video on um, ArtStation of his. Uh, he he calls it he calls it guts, but to me this looks more like a brain mem- like a like a brain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of like pulsing, and you can see like the liquid on the surface, and it gets deeper as it kind of like breathes a bit, um, and uh, yeah, I mean that that one's the one that really like super drew me in. And it, yeah, it's super good. He has this video showing you it's like five minutes. He's like creating it in five minutes. Um, because Quixel, Quixel is something that I need to start playing with more. I've been using mm-hmm. Substance Painter and Designer a lot. Um, but it looks like Quixel has um, some like options that just are not available any like on mm-hmm. any other program. So definitely something that I need to check out. Uh, but his are not just all um, guts and gore. He has a really good like waffle um, mm. texture that has like syrup in the. Uh, oh yes, and some of them. Yeah, in, in some, some of the, of the some of the wells or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's and it's super good. It would work perfect mm. for um, perfect for pretty much anything on a plate. And he did one today that I saw that was. Um, it was a watermelon that had been hollowed out, and he had put Jello in it with chunks of watermelon on top. Um, oh, yeah, he's he's really good. Like even looking back at some of his old stuff, like his procedural wood, which is the first thing everyone does when they get into a. Um, I've got procedural a, wood. A program. Um, he, he looks like he did this in um, Designer. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, this this Designer. Um, <sighs> Look at that. It's good. It, yeah. I mean, even his original stuff is super good. You got the like scratches and cuts, the wear on the end of the planks. Um, <clears throat> and what's really cool is what I really like about the program is you can create one plank 
and then you can repeat it or you can create like two planks and then randomize it or three planks and randomize it oh, yeah. and it'll just put them in random places and it'll flip them uh like mm-hmm. end for end so it's not like you have the same ends meeting up and you know everything looks right. exactly the same um yeah the randomization options are super good with this program so mm-hmm. um yeah like i said it's not all going to be character it's not all going to be environment or concept um like these tool programmers are kind of the unsung heroes of making video games look the way that we like them mm-hmm. to look um like we showed shannon looked at this one yesterday and she's like is that real and it's like no yeah. no it is not it's really yeah. good but it's not real um, well yeah she was like okay is this some kind of weird camera technique yeah it's i, I mean like, it no. it's um it, everything that he had created within the quixel tool set mm-hmm. And it's put now, in, it's I mean, put in Unreal. You know, if you were to like walk through that with a, you know, a third person character, mm-hmm. it's not like you know we don't have the boundaries selected, and you would just click through the whole thing. But as far as just trying to get looks, which is what this guy's job is, uh, he nailed it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like this would not be functional for anything even playable. But right. you could take everything that he implemented into Unreal to make this top mm-hmm. image, and you could make something. And that's what his job right. is. His exactly. job isn't to make the environment. He's to his make job it is possible to make, to make the chip. yeah, make the tools that yeah. you, so you can just click and drop. Exactly. Which is the job that I want. I want to be able to grab all the cool shit that he makes and drop mm-hmm. it in places it needs to go and make it look good. And I but, mean, this is this is basically. Um, it's like when we were watching the uh, the guys that work for Epic just like playing around in Unreal. They made oh, like, yeah. the guy that like shot out the multicolored eggs that would like color the world. Yeah. And, like you, you know, it's just they just know the tool set so well. They're like, uh, I wonder what would happen if I did this, and then they just go do it. Yep. And then it's like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I did this, and they do it, and it's like, mm, that's not what I wanted. I'm gonna tweak some physics numbers, and then they just make some cool shit happen. And it's like, you know, imagine having that resource. Imagine if. Bioware had more people like that when they were working on Aspect Andromeda. Yeah, you know, and it and they didn't have to throw the game out five times. It you, yeah, you need the creative minds exactly. um, that make things up, and it's just like that's something that's something that's really wrong with the industry right now. They're not mm. they're not grabbing people who have interesting ideas, and that's why that's one of the reasons I think we get so many remakes. It's not that. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it's, I mean, that's it's, true in the movie industry right now. Like, all of entertainment is in like a really play it safe mode right now. Yeah. Um, even down to like a lot of music is you know name a big uh, you know name several big artists that started within the last two years. Yeah. A lot of people can't. A lot of people are on their old mainstays. Yep. Know? Like so, I listen to the same the like the same bands that I've listened to for mm-hmm. like five years. Yeah, the last band I really got into was about four years ago. Exactly. So, it, yeah, it, it's it not just, uncommon. Like, if they kind of allowed some... Like, w- these people that had great ideas are now, mm-hmm. like, higher up, and they're, like, supposed to be these guys that generate these crazy good ideas, but they're, like, right. tapped. But they don't want to admit right. they're tapped because they're making a lot of money. And it's so, their job, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're going to go ahead and bullshit and keep shitting stuff out that... It's not really that great. How about how about the thirty seventh <clears throat> Call of Duty game? Hey. This time it's exactly the same as every other time, but we just changed it slightly. Oh, and you like those maps from before? Well, here they are. 
this is all the maps that you wanted. You love. Yeah, exactly. It, it's I, like not good. There is something to say of that. Like, you know, people like their comfort food. Sure. You know, like if there is a battlefield or a Call of Duty or a you know a different um, battle royale game or whatever, like that that hold down game that comes out every year, it's certainly yeah. going to make it. And like that game is there for a lot of people. You know, Madden gets big sales every single year, you know, and I wouldn't take that away from you, but no, I don't think very many people think that Madden is the best game ever made. Right. Because they understand that it's like, this is what I mess around with. Like a lot of the re repeat shows on, on TV, like the master chef shows or like house hunters or different things like that. That's your comfort food. You watch that when you don't need to focus, when you're doing something else, you're cleaning the house, you're doing the dishes, you put that yeah. on in the background. Yep. But like, part of the issue is we're not getting a new the new stuff that will become your comfort food in five to ten years yeah and that's you know? gonna and that's creating i think a we're really, gonna feel that in a few years yeah that's gonna be a really big problem in the future so um and that's not on that's not on us i don't think i mean i mean people are out there trying to make it yeah like you know, ea doesn't want that made it's, it's it could fail like even just you know us two here we've put out our fair share of work and uh, mm -hmm. uh, applications and like try to do everything that we can to get <clears throat> to even get just a foot in the door and it's just not possible yeah it's like it's like okay I have it's not even missions or whatever and like I, w I can wait for five years to ten years to 20 years to work on those right now I can do whatever you need done exactly and yeah. I have this stuff in me for the future and, and like no and 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 I'll learn. Like those people right. that they're holding into these high regards that have to crank out these titles that are going to be shit next year because it's mm -hmm. a game you've played for the last eight years. Like those are the people that should be teaching the people who have the fresh new ideas. Right. But they're not. Right. They're leaving. I mean, just like, like we talked about um, earlier, we talked about um, uh, what was his name? Um, so uh, Sutherland from EA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that 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 dude just left. He shouldn't yeah, have left. If they would have treated him better, I feel like he would have hung around well, and maybe. Yeah, it's hard to say what his it, reason. To, well, yeah, we're probably going to hear in a couple. So he's there for three more months for a transitionary period. So after that, we're going to hear about where he went, and we'll understand probably. Yeah, but um, and it's not I saying mean, there's a lot of things like um, we can't really name a group of people that grew up under like Peter Molyneux, and now they're all designers in their own right. Yeah, like you can do that with Sid Meier, for example. Mm -hmm. You can name a group of people that came out from under Sid Meier and are off doing their own thing now. Um, Soren Johnson right. is a good example. And that um, and why that isn't the something that that's happening within uh, video games is insane. It, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, so it, you know, it is that type of thing where like you know we had um, you know Harvey Smith, um, it, like that era of people that came up under Warren Spector. But we don't like who is being trained now under Soderlund. Who's who's the next Mark Cerny that's being trained to fill that same position? Right. Who is going to be the next? You know, who's going to be the next Reggie? However you pronounce his last name, at Nintendo. Who's going to be the next Miyamoto? Yeah. Like I think I, well, we, I guess figure... we, we probably know who the next Miyamoto is, Sakurai. But who's the next Sakurai? Yeah, but but it, yeah, that's what it, it's figuring out. I don't really think that we need to figure out too much on who's going to be the next like 
Reggie Villamy or whatever. Well, I mean, his name like is. the particular but, position doesn't matter so much as like these people do not have uh, people that they're training underneath them to replace them. Yeah, they don't have like a protege. Right. And they um, really I mean, should. The, the last event that we had that was like that were all the people that came out of Bioshock uh, Two and Infinite. Mm-hmm. That went on and made like all these indie studios. Most of them did pretty well. Um, we still have people trying new things that may or may not work, like water tastes like. <clears throat> but that was um, that. But that was a thing. That was like a worst case scenario. Oh yeah, that's as bad as it can possibly. Get. Yeah, I mean, it like ideally they would have stayed at um, Irrational. They wouldn't have. They they wouldn't have got booted yeah. out of their their job. Some people left by choice, but a lot of people did not. Right. That's true. So, um, but you know, so it's like the the last good, um, you know, here's the next generation of game developers was the people that left Irrational, or mm-hmm. the people who were forced to leave Irrational. So I I don't know what the next one's going to be, but we really haven't seen that that event, and that was well, what they just said that Gone Home is five years old, right? So mm-hmm. that was five, six, seven years ago that we had that good split of new content, and very few of those people got picked up to make something big. You know, a lot of them were making kind of small stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, not a good outlook. Kind of like all, I mean, you know, news media is dying for this reason. It never figured out what the next step was. Yeah, it's like you, yeah, you have to figure out what that next step is. And you have to, like, like implement that today. Mm. Like, we, I mean, there's going to be five or six different potential next steps that all fail. Right. And then there's gonna be one that makes it, and you have to and, invest in all of them to get that one. Yeah, I mean, you you can't you can't de- like, they're all just trying to protect themselves <laughs> from monetary loss. Well, they're trying to protect the shareholders. And it's like if, if that's if you, if you don't give them as much money as possible, your ass is voted out. And you don't have a job. Yeah, it's like that's fine. I mean, you can still protect them, but you have to take chances mm-hmm. on on individuals that are you know trying to make something. Like, make something. You know, make something interesting. Like, it doesn't matter what they make. It'll have influence of what came before it. Right. But it won't be what came before it, which is the problem. I mean, shit hits all the time. That's like a shock explosion. Stardew Valley. Yeah. One guy sat in his bedroom and cranked out Stardew Valley over like four and a half years. And the crazy thing is, that's what they expect you to do. Like, if you want to be in the industry... Well, because he took the risk on himself. Yeah. like His, his that, parents let him live there for free instead of going to college, and that's how he was able to afford to do that. And, and that's... And it's, that's not possible for most people. Yeah, and that's what you... Yeah, that's what you have to do. And it's like... Like, I couldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't possible for me. So it's... I don't know. It's it's really... Just two... People don't have faith in other people at all anymore. And I understand that. But... When it comes to, like, making, you know, something like video games, I don't understand how you couldn't have, like, a little bit of faith in something that you, like, man, you just, you don't know about, but that's what makes it successful. Mm -hmm. That's what makes, like, every video game has been like, well, I guess I'll try this. Yeah, it's always, like, it's, it's high hopes and, like, let's not fuck this up as much as possible. And it, right. The quality of your game does not determine how well your game sells. And most people aren't asking, okay, I want to make this video game. I want to make this amazing, this, this game that's crazy outlandish. And you know, it's like all these crazy things that, 
you know, it's just impossible to do. Most of these people are just like, hey, I, you know, I, I want to try to be a, um, you know, like a prop artist for your team. Like, can can I do that? And can right. you can you train me? And they're just like straight up like, no, nope. we don't have time for that. And it's like, okay, I, I, yeah, it's insane. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This guy's doing something. This guy that we're that we ran through all of this stuff. He's using a program that's it's not exactly new, but it has some. It, it can do some things that are really cool. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much why I picked him to be up here. He's just doing things that I, I necessarily I, I've seen before, but I haven't seen with this program. Right. So, pretty cool. But uh, Dang, we got into some deep shit today. Yeah, we did. But I think that's pretty much it. Um, so if you guys get the chance, as always, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. for all that video game news and stuff that you need to know about. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live. Uh, but until next week, guys, thanks for hanging out. I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one. <laughs>